0: Welcome to Larry Reedy's America. Uh, today we have five very special guests. Uh, if you're from Batesville or in the surrounding area, I'm sure you've heard of Weberding's Carving Shop, and you probably have something in the house. But we're going to start today with the oldest, who's still a hell of a lot younger than me. And uh, so, uh, Buzz, uh, we
1: can, can I speak in there or just speak while I'm at?
0: You just speak right, You but just in the microphone. You don't have to get that close, but okay. yeah, you're okay. Uh, okay, Buzz, uh, where were you born, grade school, high school?
1: I was born in Batesville, 1947, September the 5th, uh, the oldest boy, and uh, went to grade school at St. Louis Catholic School. Of course, we all went to St. Louis, used to uh, walk to school and and uh, bus once in a while. Then there, I went to grade. I went to Batesville High School. <clears throat> Back in those days, the college wasn't a thing. Uh, but I got drafted. So instead of going to the army, I went to the navy. And uh, I spent three years in the navy. Uh, two and a half a an dollar.
0: And well, when you were grade school, high school, did you always plan on being part of Weberdings?
1: <clears throat> well. I had to help my dad and my, in my uh, I'll tell you a long, a short story about, it. Uh, my aunt owned a Studebaker, a 51 Studebaker and I used to come and ride the bus home from school and my dad didn't like it that I got home so late. So he says, I want you to go to Nobby's and buy that Studebaker to aunts. It was $160 when I was 15. I said, dad, that's a lot of money. He said, yeah, but you'll be home an hour earlier at night to help me on the shop. So I'd, I'd, I bought the Studebaker and uh, so I could get home early at night so I could help dad sweep the floor and do things, odd jobs for him all the time. And uh, so I still got my first car and still got my first woman too that dated me in <laughs> that Baker. And I still got it, had it restored and it's sitting in my garage right now. We was talking about coming over here. I haven't, I haven't had it out since spring and I need to get it out more. Oh,
0: absolutely. Uh,
1: but yeah. uh, uh, I came home and uh, and I had to help Dad that I didn't know if I wanted to go with Dad Dad was tough, he's tough german and uh um when I got out of the Navy, I had a chance I was a cook in the Navy, and the Sherman House offered me a job when I got out, but I only I had to work uh all week and only got off Tuesday and Wednesdays or Monday and Tuesday, and I didn't know if I wanted to do that Yeah, and uh so my dad offered me some money and uh I went to work for dad and that's how I got there okay and then I worked out in the plant for ten years and after ten years he said "Buzz, I need you to come over and run the business and I came over in the office and worked with him for a while and then I never got out of the office I spent uh, the rest of my career in the office
0: well, well your dad didn't retire at that time did he
1: no he stayed I don't know how many years he was out there with me do you know
2: him? I don't know that
1: I don't know he was out there quite a few years yet uh, uh, but we had our differences, you know, of course I was a younger guy and he was an older guy. And uh, uh, once in a while we didn't see eye to eye. Uh, 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 the quick story was we bought computers. I told Dad we're buying computers. Oh, that's the craziest thing they ever done to us. That's a waste of money. And I said, Dad, I said, we gotta do it. So I bought it and uh, bought two computers. And about, I don't know, about six months later or so, I said, Dad, you got 20 minutes to sit out and shop and, The secretary's going to do payroll. Oh, he says, no. I said, payroll takes a day to do. Of course, we at one time had 15 employees. He said, it takes all day. We had these big ledgers and put everything in there, you know. I'll go out there. So he sat out there next to the secretary one morning, 20 minutes, and they didn't see him the rest of the day. That night, he come out. and said, boy, he said, you're right. He said, well, when I'd seen it, I would have believed it.
0: What what year did you take over running the company?
1: Well, I got out. I got out of the navy in '68, so I would have been uh,
0: ten years in the factory. Of ten years in the
1: factory, so that would have been uh, uh, would have been '78, and then I was over there 1978 when I started over. Okay, because
0: we moved here and we built a home. Moved here in 76, and I remember your dad out there.
1: Yeah, he he, he was out there a long time after I was yeah. there. But my dad had the trouble smoking pipes. And we had this little office, and he's always smoking that pipe. And I said, Dad, you're going to have to stop smoking out here. I said, you know, you could cause fire. And, of course, you know, it, it wasn't a good idea to tell your dad what to do because he's going to tell you, well, you know. But uh, we... we uh, he finally quit smoking the pipe, but he, we had a little office at that time. The office was really small at that time, and we had the secretary, and, and Dad and I was in this little office. It was really small, and then eventually as we upgraded and added on and added on, and then we moved our office, but Dad, did finally, Dad finally did retire, but I don't remember how many years I was over there with him. Do you, mm-hmm. you remember, Terry? No,
0: I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, let's jump. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, since everybody went to the same school, Terry, when you went to St. Louis in high school, did you always intend on working for the company?
3: Well, I think I did, but I went to college for one year. Okay. I went to Indiana State, and I wanted to be a teacher, actually, an industrial arts teacher, and I went to Indiana State, and well, I really liked the courses up there, but I'm not much on math english we well, had to take all these other courses so unfortunately my draft number came up and i wasn't quite smart enough to stay in the college so <laughs> i chose to go in the reserves for six years so i was in the national guard and i went to shelleyville and then after that i went to well whilst that was happening i went to dale dad thought i should go to sales school well he was over there but so I had to go to Dale School to Cincinnati at night, once a week for around, seemed like an eternity, cause I didn't really care for it. But I met a lot of nice people there and I learned a lot, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of then, of course, when he went out into the office, then my job was to manufacture the items that he had sold. So it really worked out good. He was in selling stuff and we was manufacturing. Tim, he was a, he's the artist amongst all of us, so he was over there doing the carvings and things like that, so we all had our own little niche.
0: Well, I was going to ask all of you, is it, is it in the gene pool? I mean, you know, it's, you know, if, if a guy's a professional baseball player, or football, it, the kids kind of grow up and they're very good, yeah. is, or is this a, a learned thing, or is it just kind of natural for you?
3: Well, I think for me personally, Dad did not, trained me much, because Dad was always in the office, and so there was other guys out there, a guy named Joe Geyer from Oldenburg, and he was really an intriguing guy. He's He was in the Navy, I think, wasn't he, Buzz? I, I don't remember that. And then he was really a great artist, and I learned a lot from him. And he was more or less my mentor than, than Dad was, because Dad, he was busy, you know, making, biggest problem of course money coming in and things like that yeah. people get, he's getting upset with people <laughs> he was he was he would always let people you know if he done a job let it go 60 90 days well you know you got to pay your people and that just doesn't happen anymore in today yeah. but uh so he did i mean if you done something and you made it and he come out there and looked at it and he didn't like it you redone it i mean and he you know you didn't like it but he always had the eye for things and of course i was just learning so yeah i obeyed him <laughs> okay okay
0: tim what about you
3: i was um uh, i, I uh,
2: done a lot of the drawings um i just had a little bit different part in the in the art world i i love the paint i done a lot of drawing, a lot of shading, and and then I was doing carving, too, and my dad, of course, was my mentor. I didn't go to college, I graduated high school, and uh, I immediately went to the shop, and uh, I just retired here in February, so I was out there a full 50 years wow. at the same place, and that doesn't count all the miles of fence that I painted or the <laughs> hundreds and thousands of acres that I mowed as a kid and sweeping so, floors like we all did. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. all, after school, we would all go out and sweep the floors and take the trash out, all that kind of stuff. So um, it was out there a long, long time. But now I I finally retired. I'm 69 and and BJ took it over really doing a great job. Great job. And, and it's not an easy job to just to walk into, you know, it it uh, is trying every day. Um, but he's got good employees. Um, son's really good. He's starting to carve now. Um, we have another young man out there that uh, he's only 21, and he does super work, super carving work, and he he can paint statues. He does come in as a. Talented person all the way around. So we were very fortunate out the shop to get him and, and little Brian to uh, continue what we've all worked for all these years, you know. Um, so, but it. it
0: so uh, nobody ever had formal training in carving or no, restoration no. or nothing, nothing.
2: We just learned by a lot of errors, a lot <laughs> of the older people that were out at out the shop. I mean, my my grandpa, which is my dad's dad, he was the finisher at Romweber's all his life oh, wow. in the finishing department. So, when he retired from Romweber, he come out and help my dad finish his items in a spray booth, and so because he knew how to do that. So we learned a lot by him how he'd done things the old way. Now it's all newer, but it's still the same process. It's just a little bit different, you know, they got mm-hmm. the nicer spray guns and all that kind of thing. So we learned by everybody's, you know, if we've seen them make a mistake, well, that kind of opened your eyes a little bit that I don't make that mistake, you know, on, on, on a piece of work that you're working on. So I don't know. I just enjoyed what i done. I didn't do much of the sales until I got into the office when Terry retired and I took, took over his spot as president and then I passed it on to BJ, so. Okay, so,
0: Buzz, how long were you president of the company? Um,
3: 30, 40, probably about 40 years.
0: Okay, Terry?
3: Um, when he retired, I was president for probably about 10. 10?
2: And I don't know how long I was president, be honest with you.
3: I just took just,
2: over the just spot. and That's the way it was. Yeah. The titles to me didn't really no. mean, mean anything.
1: No. It, was
0: it was just a whole f- family. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah.
2: you caught the cane if you was on top.
0: <laughs>
1: if you there was doing something wrong, you caught it. <laughs> if you was on top.
0: Because <laughs> go, with the, <laughs> all, of the It didn't door. flow
1: downhill. <laughs> it flew uphill. That's <laughs> the trouble with
0: I was in business 53 years, and I at one time I had 200 people working for me, and it all stopped right there. Yeah. So yeah. Try it. That's right. Uh, so, if, and when you just, you retired in February, so you went beyond the 65. Yes, or, I did. And any special reason for that?
2: No, um, I, I enjoyed what I'd done. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, towards the end of my retirement, BJ was more in the office than I was, and I got to go back out into the workforce because... I'm more of a hands-on. I like to do the carving and, yeah. and, and see the ending of it. So um, now that I retired, I still come back out in the shop. We all do. Um, do some of the things that, that they need help with or fallen behind on. You know, you always got timelines to go by. So uh, we go out there and do what we can okay. to, to help out the company. It's still our company. So right. we uh, see
0: that they need some help, and we'll, we just help them out. Right. So, okay, Brian. Yep. Okay, now, since I, I presume you always saw about working for the company. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now now that you've taken over the helm, what what do you see future-wise? And uh, one thing I wanted to know, you know, I know you're heavy in the restoration of churches and yep. such. Um, how far out? do you go, how, how many states do you
4: cover? Well, right now, for instance, we're doing a job in um, the Bronx. Um, in the past, we've done jobs in are Utah. They, are they packing? No, are they packing? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I just went out there in August, and it's just a different world out there. Oh, yeah. It's just a different world, so. I like small town Batesville, <clears throat> excuse me, but, um, we're doing work out there. We've done work out in Utah. Um, really, kind of really all over the place. Yeah. Florida. Just last year, we did two jobs in Florida. Wow. So um, we kind of go all over the country. Okay. So
0: that, like I know Mike Strickelson does yep. that. But how many people do you have that do the restoration stuff? Well, we have everybody. Yeah, but everybody out there will. Oh, everybody yeah, will yep. do it. It's yeah. just not
2: uh, if. If the job comes in, and even though I was a wood carver or whatever, they needed help out there doing the restoration. Really? We would all go all, right, all jump in and do it. It, yeah. it didn't make no difference just because I'd done the carving. That didn't make any difference. I could still go out there and use the finishing room and things like that. So um, it's it just something we just foresee how to do to keep get done on time, the timelines.
0: Well, on your like your finishing room with the spray painting and Mm -hmm. such, uh, do you have a booth for that?
2: Oh yes. Okay. We have a booth. Filters. It's all all up to code. Yeah. Um, some of the building may not be quite that way, but it's an old building. Yeah. So we do what we have to or what we can do with the building that we have. So we are up to code as as best we can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Now the youngster, <laughs> what what do you what do you see yourself in ten years from now?
5: Um, I, I still plan on being at the shop. I love what I do out there. Um, I do a little bit of everything. Like Tim said earlier, he Tim was teaching me how to carve, and I'm still doing that. Um, I think in in ten years I'll probably be helping my dad more. Probably in the office a lot, doing drawings probably mostly. Uh, we probably want to lean more towards doing online drawings with, like, AutoCAD. I went to college to, for some design classes. I took some design classes, so we might be good. What What is AutoCAD? It's, uh, like, an a program online where you can draw. It's basically a drawing app. Oh, really? hmm And you can...
0: So even if I can't draw a stick, man, if I had... <laughs> Auto yeah. kit, I could draw something. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it easy for everyone to draw, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so uh, future wise, uh, like on your website, do you
4: sell things online? Um, currently, we do not sell things online. That's something that we've talked about. We haven't got into that yet, but um, something we'll probably look into. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our work in the shop is custom board working, so you kind of need to deal with the customer face to face. See what they want. want anyway, we do we have our gift shop that we well, could meant, we could move shop. that into the e-commerce. Um, just not something we've done yet. Okay. But we'll probably look into it, see what it takes to do. And,
0: yeah, because well. that's you know, uh, and there's a. I mean, if you ever, I don't know who did your website or anything, but uh, Matt Scheidler did mine. He used to be with ETC, okay. and yeah. he uh, mm-hmm. he really set it up nice to yeah. do anything on it. So. But, uh, so, okay, so on the church restorations, I, and I know you do doors and stuff, but do you do carvings and things for the church? We do
2: statuary uh, from small to life-size and bigger. Um, Really? uh, And they are done from scratch. I mean, we buy the lumber. We usually use like basswood because it's light in weight, but it also is light in color. So we can control the color. If somebody wants a statue of, say, the Blessed Mother, if it's a blonde wood, what basswood is, we can tint it, we can stain it, we can finish it natural. There's so much we can do because it has a light base to it. If you would start out with a statue made out of walnut, there's not much you can do with it because walnut is a darker wood, a, a dark wood. Um, so that's why we suggest to use uh, basswood. And we just well, it's been several years now. We carved a uh, body of Christ that was eight foot, and it went to Indiana. Uh, yeah.
1: Greenwood, it? Greenwood.
2: Yeah. And, it's, and it, it hung 25 foot in the air to the arm height. Wow. So it was a major project to get it up there. And it took our whole shop. We put our scaffolding up. Um, we had plans how to get it up because it did weigh about 200 pounds. I was going to say. Um, <laughs> I even cut the back out and the butt out. And then patched over top of it because you would never see it, but it didn't really make it that much difference. 10 pounds and all that work wasn't yeah, worth it. Yeah. Um, so, but we hung that up and it, it's quite a challenge. We had Whitey Weberding, which is our cousin that worked out there for almost 50 years. Are and, you talking uh, about my neighbor? Uh, that's his brother. That's his brother, yeah. okay. And uh, Whitey uh, worked with Terry all the time, but he, he had a, a a mind of hanging things and how to be careful because we you you got to be very particular with your people. That's up on twenty five foot or thirty foot of scaffolding. You always got to watch out for the other guy, and uh, that really happens a lot. And we very fortunate that we we come through all these tight quarters I- intact.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, just mentioning my neighbor. Uh, years ago he did all this concrete work oh, yes on yes. on his side mm-hmm. you know and recently i had a fellow mario jackson who come out you know he had this fungus growing in the concrete kind of black and everything so he did all the whatever kind of solution he used to bring it back to life where it looks like it's new mm-hmm. Did the house and everything, but he said, uh, you know, whoever did this concrete's really a craftsman. I'm thinking it's in the genes. It has to be, because <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's uh, five inches of concrete, and there's a couple hairline cracks, mm-hmm. and that and that's it. Yeah. So I saw him at the liquor store. A couple of weeks ago and i said hey craftsman how you doing <laughs> <laughs> he is good oh good. yeah super so, good yeah and that's uh it's amazing i would hate to think i think we probably did this 30 years ago or so i i hate to think what it would cost for concrete yeah. today yeah.
1: it's very expensive yeah. he I just did his driveway, driveway so <laughs> he just done my driveway last week Oh, really? very expensive like 200 dollars a yard or something like that.
0: I I shouldn't even say this, but I I think with the apron here, and I think it's 133 feet the driveway to my pad over there, plus I I forget what the width and five inch concrete, about ten grand. <laughs> so,
1: well, my driveway was a lot more than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At two hundred, yeah, it 200 was a lot bucks. more than that, and they
1: got that five and six inches thick too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh man, That's, but yeah. you know, and the only thing that possibly ever uh, with the uh, hairline cracks uh, is maybe the propane trucks that come in yeah. from my propane tank. The weight, yeah. But it's, uh, uh, but okay. So anyway. On your, uh do you do statue restoration? Or?
1: Yes, Tim does most of that. Well, these old. Well, I never did do too much that stuff because I, when I was in there, I was basically in the office or on the road almost all the time.
0: So you didn't have the gene
1: uh, Well, I worked on for ten years. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have the genes these guys got. I tell you, but, uh, I, I, when I was out there my ten years, all I did was furniture, and uh, but when. They start doing these statues. I never did. I never had the time to do it because, like, he was talking about computer drawings. I did all the drawings by hand. Really? Yeah. And then after I'd done it, then Tim did and it I'd by hand. i done the
2: drawings by hand. And actually, when I retired, Brian over here, he's the one that started with the computer drawing, um, and it goes quite well for him, but I could... I could draw and shade and make them really look nice, but the, the computerized ones are fine also.
4: It's just yeah. um, it's quicker. It? It's quicker. Yeah. I'm assuming it's quicker. I I think one of the one of the big advantages of doing it on the on the computer is we have a lot of times we're doing like everything's custom, so when we do a drawing for somebody, we bring it to them, present it to them. Wow, well, what if we what if we move this over here? Well, when you draw that by hand, you almost got to restart. Restart. Yeah. From yeah. the beginning, where on a computer, I could take a little pen and go, boom, boom. Well, there you go. So it's done in a matter of... That's probably the, one of the biggest advantages that I see using the computer on it. Okay. Yeah. So, and has that been available for a long time? Or?
2: Um, it has been many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's more, uh, I don't know, easier to get a hold of now than it was way back then. Because back then, you almost had to know a lot about computers where we didn't. We yeah. didn't know. Um, we're just in an old world that we'd done that. But um, it, it, it was there.
4: It was but, a big investment, too. Yeah, and it I was, mean, a, for, yes. I for, mean, for their generation, you didn't know CAD to invest the money back then that they were asking for. That, that was a big step. Oh, it's uh, not a free app. Oh, yeah, no, no. That's, that's not free. So to take that yeah. step and not knowing it, w- would have been yeah. difficult. Yeah. Um, now with my generation and Brian's, who's—that's how they grew up. Yeah. So it's just easier, and then you don't—you're not as hesitant to invest that money in there where you—you you know what you're
0: doing. Yeah. Um, I think that probably a big difference there. Yeah. So, so on your. Uh, for instance, if a church contacts you, say like in Utah, mm-hmm. uh, you have to go out there first to look at the project at one time.
2: Sometimes we did. Um, first, we would communicate with, of course, a computer with the emails and to feel each other out to see what they really was interested in. If it was something that we we could do or, or you know, mm-hmm. what they wanted to do, um, we would go there then. It's like we took a job on in Florida for a, a, a hospital, but they wanted us to come out to see where it's going, what it all involved, and that was well worth, because we, we ended up getting the job, and we also got a job at the same time in Pensacola, so it was only like five hours away, so we kind of made the roundabout trip Delivered one, went and installed and delivered the other one at the same time. So it worked out quite
0: well. Okay. Um, So, if if you have, uh, let's say, a rotted door in a church, okay, and you have to replace the door, do you do you have to replace the the wood that houses the door around it is that rotted too? a As lot of times
2: working. we did it all depends how how bad it was there's there's times where we could patch the bottom of that door that you wouldn't know that it was rotted off uh most of the time the framing was good because that was in cover usually the outside molding had to be replaced but we've already made new doors for churches um it's made out of we make them out of uh now which is an african mahogany and but it's virtually rot resistant very heavy in weight um and and really uh durable i mean it's hard to even nick it and it's um like I say, it's heavy. It's heavy by weight. I don't know what those doors weighed when we got finished with them, well, um, but the, they're, the little doors—they're probably very expensive. Very expensive. The wood is very expensive for one thing, but in the long run, it pays for itself because you don't have to replace them mm-hmm. in, in such a rapid fashion. Yeah,
0: because some—I mean, some of these churches are hundred hundred years oh, old yes. yeah. and older. Yeah,
2: you—you uh, you was talking earlier about. Um, the statue uh, restoration. Uh, we took on a job where the statues were uh, just damaged. They they threw them out. Somebody got into church and vandalized it. Well, the the Mary was in good shape. The Joseph, butt was the arm was all broke off. The head was off. Part of the back was missing. And um, BJ worked on most of it. But as you take this apart. Inside, there's newspaper in there that they, they stuffed at the bottom. So when they put plaster over top of it, so that the plaster wouldn't ooze back under the statue. What year was that on there? Oh, it was I 100 that. That was, some oh, odd yeah, that years old, that Germany newspaper. Too. It was yeah. so old that one side was in English. You turned it over and the other side was in German. <laughs> so we run into these types of things. And all of a sudden done, the statue looked brand new when it left the shop. We take great pride in restoring a statue. How,
0: how long of a project is something like that?
4: Some of those take quite a while. That we, one there took a while. Yeah, that we, was, it was It was banged up pretty bad. Now some of them just come in with maybe a broken finger or the paint's chipped. Um, we just d- done a whole set of stations the same
2: way out of Plaster Paris. We restored that. Uh, well Luke did actually. Yeah. Um, but the statues and the stations we use an airbrush to paint them with. We don't And we will uh, hand paint like the eyes and the the small features. But we paint with an airbrush because um, you can shade it. You can put the red on, but then highlight over top of it. So when you're five foot away, it looks like real material, the shading on it. So we take great pride in restoring statuary.
0: Now, whatever possessed people to use paper? It was... It was just
2: a a filler is all it was. And they would take it like inside the statue would have wood, uh, like a structure inside, but as they formed this plaster, they would shove it down along the bottom so when they put another coat of plaster on it, that didn't ooze back in and fill the cavity back up. They were all hollow is all they, they were all hollow, all the statues are. And to today, I don't know how they made some of these statues. When the fingers are broke, there's a wire that goes through each one of those fingers. Yeah. So if it breaks, it won't fall off. It'll just hang. So we have to mend it. We'll put a, a piece of metal inside that and then cover it back up you never know it. Wow. So there's, there's lots of work involved in yeah. restoring old furniture, same way.
0: Yeah. Well, do you do old furniture? Oh, absolutely really a lot a lot, a Lots lot old of old
2: antique furniture they're usually a family heirloom like oh my grandpa sat in this his entire life which means something yeah you can go out and buy a new rocker uh, real easy but to restore this is going to cost more money um so it it's it's the meaning behind that piece of furniture okay that's the thing
0: yeah i know i uh, mike spreckles and uh, I don't know it was his bar what well, he showed me a bar that he worked on. Oh yes. Brewery. I mean he's a craftsman. Yes yeah. he is. Yeah. So, yeah. Very good. And farmer.
1: <laughs> farmer.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. But he's a poor farmer.
0: <laughs> That's because he buys whiskey. <laughs> so, but uh okay, so how I like, Terry, how active are you now? Do you still go in a lot? Oh, I go in probably, well...
3: Every day. Every day.
0: <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> well, I just
3: go in and I I greet the guys every day and, uh, you know, ask them how their day is going. And I just enjoy it. It's just my blood. Uh, you know, I've been retired for five years. I worked till I was 68 because insurance my wife younger than I am, and sure, you can get Social Security, but he wasn't going to get it. If I retire, they'd take a pretty good chunk out back in, so I decided to work to 68, but yeah, I go in every day, and I, it's just interesting. I mean, they do a lot of neat stuff, and kind of like to see if it still keeps going on. so well,
0: at the end of the day, is there a happy hour
4: involved?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while.
4: <laughs> I mean... We need to instill that in more often.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, how many people actually work at Webberdoons right now?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, we got... Ten? Six, about ten of us. Ten. Uh, of between the, the full-time and part-time, yeah. Okay. So... If, uh, let's just say the economy
0: takes a big time turn for the best, hopefully, and will you ever get to the point where you're gonna say, we can't fill these orders because we don't have the people? Is that gonna be a problem? Or are there people out there that would love to do this?
4: I think we will always be able to find the people. I really do. Um, There's people out there that, our job is interesting, I think. It's very, it's unique, it's fun. I've always enjoyed what we've done out there, and there's people that want to do that. There's people in a factory right now going, I'm putting that same screw in every day. I need a change. So I really think that, we. I don't think we'll have a problem. There is going to be times where, yeah, it's going to be a little stressful, but I think Oh no! I don't think we'll have a problem with workforce. Okay. Um,
0: On on your gift shop, do you make things for the gift shop? In some downtime, is that how that works? And well, that's what
2: we do now. Somewhat we well Terry's been working on some outdoor nativities that we sell during the Christmas season. Buzz has been making the the creches, the nativities uh, out of scrap. Use all scrap wood for that. Really and uh uh wait a minute how do you use scrap wood for that Plywoods and just, just pieces just little crutches like this you want to make them
1: look old and, and rustic all different i've made probably over 300 and everyone's different
2: really oh yeah and we'll take we'll take two by fours and make Christmas trees out of them, and then take a hand grinder and grind grind them to make them look like a tree. And the secretaries, when they get low time, they paint them. So everybody, even the two secretaries, are artists, I guess you would say. Yeah, guys, I them created them. And they like to, and we still got customers that come in daily, and they take care of them, and one of them does the book work, and they all do their own little thing. But when they got downtime, they got to have something to do they just they, yeah, can't
0: they don't there. like sitting there they don't like yeah. sitting there <laughs> yeah so but if you met all of yours are different yeah don't you have a drawing that you go all my head i just go kidding.
1: i a lot of times i'll think about it at night sitting home and i'll go in the next day and i find a piece of wood and i decide to cut maybe this way and this way and then decides no drawings at all uh Marilyn one day says buzz i need a crib just like this when we sold it today and i said well, it won't be like that one. it would be close to that. I'll take a picture and, because every, I don't have no drawings for none of them. I'd make them all top, out, just out of my head.
0: Wow. Well, that's. But, that's a, so basically, you don't have any wasted inventory in no, what. You, you, you use, use it all. every
1: little bit. And if I make a crib out of a piece of plywood this big, there's going to be pieces that cut out of there, then I'd make a small one out of pieces I cut out of there. So, they hardly don't waste it all.
2: So, so, when Buzz makes the crutches, Terry will take them and stain them or antique them in a way and put a little snow on the roof with white paint. So, there's I, I always mean, something so to do. Yeah, that's great. That's just so, true. And it keeps us out of trouble. Keeps us
1: away from
4: my wives. <laughs> hey, you know, mom's probably going listen to this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But, yeah, in, in fact, uh, I'll tell you something, when this is all done, I'm going to show you how to download this because uh, something happened last, um, last October. Uh, one of my best friends, I hit him on his podcast, and he was a retired president of uh, DuPont Chemical. He had a very interesting life, and, I, and we were friends since we were 12 years old. Uh, two months later he dropped dead mm-hmm. so I'm at his celebration of life and his one daughter came up and said you know thanks for doing this and I said well talk to your siblings I told him how to download this I said keep that put it on your computer or put it on a thumb drive whatever you want to do and a hundred years from now instead of somebody saying looking at Great, great, grandpa Jack. They can listen to him, yep. and I mean that mm-hmm. really. Uh, if you stop and think no. about it, yeah. I, yeah. my mom died when I was uh, nine years old. Oh. I had no idea what she sounded like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and I got all kind of pictures. But yeah. It, yeah. It's, a, it's it's something to think about. If you download this and keep it for generations yeah. to yeah. come, yeah. so it's uh, but. So, uh, you uh, you work five days a week. Yep. Okay. Closed all holidays. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh,
4: when does the Christmas decorations go up? They always go up the weekend after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. Yep. Family comes in starting. Actually, well, we actually been doing it the week before Thanksgiving, starting to put things
2: up. We'll get the trees. We'll get the trees from. Bowman's, which is always yep. helps uh, us I'll, out, yeah. um, and I was just out there today, and uh, he showed me the trees. They, some of them's got a fungus on it, down at the bottom, and the fungus works its way up, so we can top those trees off, and still we can still use those trees out in the field, yeah. and we cover them with lights. So, you really don't see if it's a perfect tree or not. Because we can take a tree that's only good on one side and make it look good because no. it's from the road.
0: Well, I, mean. I often wondered where do you store all this stuff? If you have one big building that is <laughs> pretty, all small has stuff do. in
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: because I, I know your building's big but, you know, uh, I, I can remember, well, every year we'll go out and we'll park someplace and look at it and when the kids were little, we Oh, we'll yeah. take them out but uh, I always thought boy that's a lot of storage for that and <laughs> a lot of lot of lights done boy. Yeah. yeah. So
1: buy a lot of lights every year too oh I imagine because yeah. they, they go bad and if yeah, you plug yeah. them in and there's half a set you throw them away
0: well you know
1: maybe with the, uh,
0: the um, uh, vegetable in the White House uh, you might get LED Christmas lights someday. Because <laughs> he won't let you buy anything else. <laughs> well, we, I had originally had fluorescents in mm-hmm. here. We did two at the shop. Yeah. And it was a ballast here, but bulbs there, yep. and it was a constant thing. So I had all these LEDs put ballast. in and just. Yep. Uh, they'd, they'd come through our whole shop and replaced every
2: one we had, which was. Uh, great for us. I mean, oh. now we don't. The ballasts—they're—they're they're so expensive to buy. Oh, yeah, and they—they they, they use pull, the same fixture. Yeah, they just rewired it, put the new bulb in, and he took that light and he just threw it on the floor. He said they won't break. Oh, really? The ones that we've got—they were—they're they're basically—they're these. I'll Yeah. Huh? I said, how
0: durable are they? Oh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, this here. I, I mean, it actually brightened us yes. up in here, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: very much. It. And
2: it, they, they done us a great favor at the shop because they just—it was one big price, but they would amortize it into our monthly bill till it was paid off. So it was really great for us.
0: Yeah. Uh, question: One from uh, BHS uh, High School: Do, Does anyone ever want to shadow somebody? At, at your shop thinking about going into a trade like that?
2: I don't think we've ever had that. Uh-huh. The closest thing we had to that is the, the other wood woodcarver, uh, Luke Weber, which um, he come in when he was 17, and he come to the shop, and we didn't have nothing for him at the time, and he was homeschooled. And a little bit later down the line, my wife worked out the shop for 27 years as secretary. She put that in a folder next to the, her desk. And when he got to be, it, like two years later, when he was 19, we, we had a girl that had done some carving, and she was very good, but she had to move back home to her parents. Her parents were getting older. And uh, we was looking for another woodcarver. And for some strange reason, that little bitty note with his name on it fell out onto her desk.
0: Oh, man.
2: And we called him, and he'd come in, and we hired him. And he does beautiful carvings, paintings, just talent as can be. Um, we told him, too, and you know, being a wood woodcarver, you, you, one thing about it, you're not going to become a millionaire becoming a wood carver. but when you go home at night, you're going to have satisfaction. Yes. Satisfaction that I'd done that.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, I so, mean, it's... Uh, you have to. You have to have something that you really enjoy. Yep, that's right. And if and if you got a skill like that, yep, uh, it, it's not that many people have. But it was skills. just so amazing that that fell
2: out of that, and two years passed. Who had ever thought of that? And it was just
0: on a little piece of post-it. Well, that's because you do a lot of church work. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, okay. So. Uh, Right now, are you real busy? <clears throat> Excuse me, yep. Okay.
4: Uh, uh, right, right now, we're, we're, we've got plenty of work right now. Yes. On so res- we, restoration. I called Tim to help some, with some carving on a job because we've got two carvers, and there's a lot of carving on this job. We just can't get it all done in time. So I asked Tim if he could kindly help on the carving. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> do, uh, do do most of the church work? Is it most of the Catholic churches or... Mm, not necessarily <laughs> probably, probably The greater majority of it yeah, Probably the majority of it is um, We've done a lot of work down in Cincinnati And the, um, the Jewish temple um, The Wise Temple down downtown mm-hmm. um, Don't know if you've ever been in there If you ever get a chance to go in there It's beautiful mm-hmm. But we've done a lot of work for them um, We refinished all their pews in their
2: church They were solid walnut Was it walnut? Yeah, yeah they were walnut. Solid yeah. walnut mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny, they, they wanted the pews redone and, and the cushions redone, but they didn't do anything to the floor. The floor still is a wooden floor in this old uh, temple, um, but that's the way they wanted it. They wanted it left alone. They had to patch a few spots, but it is, it's just an a, a, a unbelievable building. Yeah. And uh, we've done work for them. And also on Ridge Road, they have a, another temple that we've done work in there, too. Yeah. So they're great people to work with.
0: Yeah, an old buddy of mine, he had a business, uh, you, I you might have ran across him sometime, Dave Whitrock, and uh, he did some church work for years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Dave and I went to school together. And, he he died a couple of years ago, but uh, good guy.
1: They yeah. still got a business in Cincinnati yet. Yeah,
0: son's got it. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I don't know whatever possessed him to buy that stuff from Hill Hill Romp and yeah, the place up where. Uh, uh, well, New, Point. Yeah, New Point. Yeah, and I mean, and, and when they left it, they just said it. Well, it's over. All the computers yeah. were taken out and everything, yeah. but yeah. and that's when he he was really sick at the time. He wasn't dead yet, but yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, put a lot of people out of work for a short period of time. Uh, I mean, well, you he, know, he have to close, bought but, obsolete, but bought obsolete equipment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm. Mean, I don't know who who was in charge of that yeah. fiasco, yeah. but uh, yeah. that was that dumb invest. dumb thing to do. Yeah. So, hindsight's but, always twenty-twenty, my dad said yeah yeah Oh, <laughs> well, i've done some dumb things <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we all have <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's uh, uh but uh, anyway um okay vacation time how do you get vacation time just take we it. just worked it in never a problem not usually we got a calendar out the shop
2: that well, Buzz is going to be gone this week and uh, we're take, I have to take a couple of days here or whatever and everybody knows when somebody's going to be gone. If it doesn't work out, we'll switch with somebody or okay. make arrangements.
1: Okay. A lot of them take a days now. Used to be we used to take two weeks in the summer. That'd be tough. That was tough. And then we went switch it to one week and now I think everybody just takes, yeah. most of them take a day at a time like a Friday, or Monday, so they have a long weekend. So, mm-hmm. and as long as it, well, like BJ, he's he's got to let them know if they can do it or not. You know, and sometimes, of course, sometimes it's unforeseen. You have to let them off, and you know, it's just like anything. But,
0: yeah. Well, before uh, I totally retired we for a number of years, we spent three and a half months in the, in Florida. We had a home in Florida, and. I don't miss it at all. We, uh, when, my, when my brother died, we sold it, and uh, he had lived about—he and his wife lived about four and a half miles from our house. And I don't want to have Nancy, if something happened to me, that she'd have to sell a house 750 miles Sorry. away. But yeah. uh, since we've been back with all the kids and grandkids there, uh, we don't miss it at all. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you get old. <laughs> you don't
1: miss a lot of stuff. Uh, we, we still travel a lot. My wife and I do yet. Do you? With the VFW, because I'm big in the VFW.
3: And uh,
1: we still do a lot of travel. I'm going to national conventions every year and state conventions. And we just enjoy it. My wife's big in the VFW, and I was too at one time. I'm slowly getting out of it. But that was a big part of my life.
0: Well, see... Uh, I think I'm three or four days off of my time in the army that I can't belong to VFW, and they changed it with the American Legion. But uh, yeah. I, I don't remember what it's, it's three or four days or a week or something like had that.
1: So many days you had to be foots on ground, or you know. See, like I was in Vietnam. They gave me they gave me two two almost a little over two years in
0: Vietnam. Yeah. That's what they gave me. Well, I was in the canal zone for two years. In Vietnam. And a, no canal zone. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I jock six months out out of two years. <laughs> so good duty. M- MP and, and uh, baseball player. <laughs> so but, anyway, well we're uh, we're up around fifty minutes. Let's let's go around the table and. Any comments or advice to people that get in this type of work? Or
1: Well, you gotta be dedicated, you know. You gotta find somebody who's dedicated in what they're doing and to do it right. Like Terry said before, if you didn't do it right, dad made you do it over. So, you know, there's a, there's always he always said there's a the right way to do things and there's a the wrong way. We always wanna do it the right way. And uh, I think to find people nowadays, of course, nowadays if they're talented, you got to pay them well to keep them, because otherwise somebody else is going to grab them.
0: And you to paying them if they're not talented. Yeah, <laughs> you got to find them.
1: But I, I think I think they'll do well. Uh, we've got a young bunch of good guys out there now. I mean, I enjoyed it when I was in there, but uh, you know things have changed drastically. You know, when I was in there, I worked ten hours a day my entire life almost and now, now they, well, they work nine now, I think, but I worked almost every Saturday morning, but that was just the way it was. We had to keep it going to make the business go, but yeah. it's changed, everything changes, you know, but uh, I, I think he'll have a good time finding people if he needs it. And I think if they keep going, he said he got another job today in, in New York, was it? New Jersey. New Jersey. Yep. New Jersey got another job today, so. You know, you keep that up, you know, they'll do well. So I think they'll do well. And with Brian coming up too, they'll, they'll stick together, they do
3: well. Yeah, okay. Terry? Yeah. yeah, well, for me it's been rewarding. I mean, we've done so many neat jobs. I mean, you look back at the thing, we've done a job in the Indianapolis Sacred Heart, biggest job Wevering's Carving Shop ever took. Uh, the church had caught Far and it was just it was one of the biggest jobs and it was something that a craftsman dreamed of to do and it was just it was big and in for our shop to undertake it but the money was so big we we never heard numbers like this before and we had one year to get it done and whoa so when we got the job we got all the guys together and said hey this is going to require a lot of overtime are you guys in they were in we were in so it's really rewarding i mean and the jobs that we've done you can't express all of them they're just so neat makes you feel good yeah oh absolutely yeah so
2: tim oh i'd I'd welcome anybody to come out the shop that wants to learn how to carve or anything i love to show people how to how to do things and um, see if they really like that I'll help anybody I helped Brian along the way as best I could and, and Luke the same way and uh, it's just something that I enjoy doing
0: have you ever talked to uh, Andy Allen at the high school about something like that uh, no
2: I did not
4: I did not no
0: yeah. um,
4: uh, I don't know if they do they ever We're don't, working out the high school anymore I don't I don't, I don't, huh? I don't know that I don't know if they have woodworking out the high school anymore, I don't know I thought they. I know Bob Kroll used to have yeah, it. When I was there, I, they had it. I thought, that, I
0: mean, you know, they're, the high school's got a great balance there. 70% college, 30% trades. Mm-hmm. And uh, where the academy, it's
4: like 99% college. Yeah, there's there. very, very. Uh, th- my wife teaches there, and I think uh, it's almost every kid every year. I think they have two last year or three
0: that yeah. one went to the service, one went uh, I think it was an electrician, yeah. and I forget what the other one was.
4: Every once in a while they get one that goes in the priesthood, so. Yeah. yeah. Didn't happen with you, did it, Brian? Didn't happen with
0: Never gave a serious thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean,
4: <laughs> so, okay, so Brian, you have anything to i just say our job is rewarding. I always thought it was rewarding. Um, to build the things we get to build. For starters, one of the things you think about, I always thought about, the material itself is so expensive. It's not like the average Joe is just gonna go out and build this beautiful entertainment center. You need the equipment, you need the materials expensive. So it's kind of a gift to us that we've been, that grandpa gave us and these guys gave us to keep doing this. Um, it's just, I think it's a gift. Yeah. It's, it's rewarding. So, yeah, it's that's my take on it.
0: Yeah. I well, you know, it, it really... When you look at Law obviously, look at Hill and Brand, and now you're looking at uh, well, uh, the... Well, the hospital It's become a regional big-time deal mm-hmm. with oh, the yeah. hospital. But everybody knows about Weberding, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. Every, I think people... I know people, that, friends of mine from Cincinnati. They come down and look at the Christmas decorations yeah. all the time. Some of them bought things there, but mm. it's uh, uh, it, it's it's kind of uh, you know it's just a fixture fixture yeah. in Batesville, and hopefully be here another hundred years. Oh so, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, young Brian? You got anything to say?
5: I would say yet yeah, uh yes it's it's really rewarding to see something you know come from nothing, but it's also satisfying to know that you you can do this type of stuff like not most people, especially people my age can can build something like that so i I enjoy the process of all that um yeah, and you learn more than just building stuff like one thing I really learned, especially when Tim was teaching me how to curve, was patience. I, I didn't realize I didn't have any until I started doing that kind of stuff. So you learn more than just the actual woodworking.
0: Well, when you were a little kid, were you into the Legos and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I was, yep. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, uh, you know, art, I, even, you know, cursive writing, you yeah, like when I was in grade school, I got all A's except writing that C <laughs> <laughs> and art. <laughs> so, well, anyway, we're, we're approaching an hour and um, I think we might as well wrap things up. I certainly want to thank everybody for being here. And uh, when we get off air, if anybody wants a beer or a little bourbon. I've got it. So, Okay. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this I want to thank you all uh, For listening And uh, let's go out With the National Anthem uh, God bless you God bless the United States of America And I'll talk to you On the next podcast